Welcome to the Paranormal Pendle podcast, coming to you from the heart of Pendle Witch Country in the northwest of England. My name is Craig Bryant, author, investigator, and collector of stories. Join me as we take a journey into the paranormal, UFO sightings, cryptozoology, and big cats. This is the Paranormal Pendle podcast. Okay, welcome to episode 28 of Paranormal Pendle, broadcasting to the Paranormal UK Radio Network at paukradio.com. Now, my guest on this episode is my very first uh, transatlantic guest. Um, So uh, that's the first, and it's great to speak to you, uh, Vince Field. Vince, thanks very much for, for joining me today. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no worries. Um, just as a matter of interest, whereabouts uh, are you um, and what time is it where you are? Uh, well, I'm currently uh, in Brazil and okay. here it is uh, four in the afternoon. OK, uh, whereabouts in Brazil are you? I'm down south in a state called uh, Paraná. Okay. I'm actually from uh, New Jersey. I moved here about nine years ago. Okay, so was that um, to move with work or was it was it just a personal thing? Yeah, more of a, a personal thing. You know, my wife is from here okay. and, uh, you know, we got married and we lived in the U.S. for about six years and we decided to move here. Okay, cool. So um, you've written a book which uh, is currently on Amazon and um, it got really good reviews. I've, I've been having a look at it today. It's called Astral Projection and Lucid Dreaming. So how did that book come about? What uh, what was the, the idea behind writing that? Uh, well, <clears throat> the book is basically um, a collection of many of the experiences that I've had during astral projection and lucid dreaming over the... 20 plus years that I've been doing it. I started those practices when I was 14 years old and uh, I kept a detailed journal of all of my experiences over the years. And I thought it was time uh, to share some of that with the world and to also uh, teach people uh, how to do it. And I thought a book would be a great platform to do that. So what, how did it all start for you then? When, when, what was your first experiences like? Um, and how did you react to those experiences? Uh, well, um, the first experience is always pretty incredible. I mean, mine was, and that's typically how it is. Uh, it's kind of life-changing because you experience uh, this other reality firsthand and and you experience the fact that uh, you exist beyond your body and it's uh it's pretty profound realization and experience my first experience was pretty basic i flew out of my body Uh, i flew through my window out into the sky and i just kind of uh, explored the neighborhood uh nothing too special um I began experiencing um, paranormal phenomena almost immediately. Okay. And one of my first experiences of that nature, I believe it was uh, my second astral projection. 
I floated out of my body and suddenly there's this huge dark figure standing next to my bed like like a giant shadow and this thing was massive it was probably over seven feet tall and uh, it just terrified me and I snapped right back into my body Um, it seemed like the fear that I experienced caused this uh, this trigger almost like a, a protection mechanism that happens and you kind of automatically go back into your body. And um, I calmed down and I decided to give it another go. I left my body again and the same shadow being standing there again, still there, like mm. it was waiting for me to leave yeah. my body again. Yeah. And yeah, I freaked out again and I was like, all right, I've had enough of this. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> and, um, you know, I didn't let that, um, you know, demotivate me. And I just kept at it. And uh, these shadow beings were uh, like a, a constant um, factor in my experiences. They were always there. Mm. And over time, <clears throat> I realized that I was able to um, project to a dimension higher than where they exist, and I stopped encountering them. Um, you know, I think before I go on, I should give a little context into these mm-hmm. experiences just so uh, some of the stuff makes a little more sense, especially to people who aren't really familiar uh, with okay. uh, this kind of experience. Yeah. <clears throat> Basically, uh, astral projection is a type of -of out-of-body experience in which your consciousness leaves the physical body and travels into higher dimensions of reality, which are commonly called the astral dimension. Now, really, the astral dimension consists of a multitude of different dimensions. And uh, so basically, reality consists of an entire spectrum of different dimensions that exist at different frequencies of energy. And it's kind of like similar to to light like there are many different frequencies of light and we only perceive like a limited range of those Mm. and then everything outside of our perception like like x-ray microwave infrared Mm. uh you know these are invisible to us Uh, and so it's the same way um with our physical reality that is what we perceive now but when you have an astral projection your consciousness enters these higher dimensions which um, are invisible to us while we're like grounded in the body. Yeah. And so um, you can call these non-physical dimensions. You know, they exist beyond the physical dimension. And, uh, you know, like I said, these dimensions exist in a spectrum. Mm. And the closer the non-physical dimension is to the physical dimension, the more similar uh, it appears to the physical world. And I consider these to be lower dimensions because uh, they exist at a lower frequency in the spectrum of non-physical reality. And so, um, you know, on the other side, the farther the dimension is from the physical dimension, uh, the higher the the frequency is compared to the physical dimension, uh, the more reality starts to diverge from uh, what the physical world 
looks like and um, you know the characteristics of it. The more unique and the more unusual and the more abstract uh, the dimensions become, you know, the further out you get, the deeper uh -huh. you get into non-physical reality. <clears throat> so, so when you start astral projecting, it's most common to project into the lower dimensions in the beginning. And yeah. you know, as you progress and develop, you begin to access higher and higher dimensions. Um, and so <clears throat> these shadow beings seem to exist in the lowest dimensions. So it's very common to experience them, like particularly in the beginning of your practice. And that's exactly what happened to me. And, uh, and you know, eventually I started accessing higher dimensions and I basically uh, began to bypass the lower dimensions where they exist. So eventually I stopped encountering them. Mm. So do, 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 you th do you think that they um, purely exist then in those lower dimensions? Um, can they, for instance, project themselves into our reality? The reason I ask is because many, many years ago I had an experience with um, a shadow man myself, um, but obviously it was in, you know, this dimension this this world that, that we live in so it obviously moved from wherever it, it came from into into this this dimension so is that something that that you that you've experienced yourself or do you just see them when you you you're at you know you're on a different different plane yeah um <clears throat> you know it's hard to say because um i have seen things like that uh, particularly uh, like when it's dark and it, you know it's hard to say if it was my eyes playing tricks on me or if, if these things were really there and I, I do think it's possible because um, the dimensions where they exist are just slightly higher than the physical dimension and so there there could be in a sense like a, a an overlap and and perhaps um, they can kind of penetrate mm. uh, into this physical world or you know um, perhaps it's us, like our mind uh, is temporarily able to kind of uh, perceive into a slightly higher dimension, and then we see them. I'm not sure uh, yeah. which way it goes, we, but yeah, which, which way I, it is, whether they come to us or, or we go to them. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I get that. That's very interesting. Um, did, would you say then that, that they have, um, did you feel like they had any intelligence at all? <clears throat> um, you know, most of the time they would just stand there looking at me. Um, but on occasions they would actually come at me, like try to grab me. Um, and, you know, that told me they weren't just like um, some baseless apparition, like you know, they, they acted, you know. And um, I did have one really out of the ordinary experience with uh, shadow people. And this was years and years after. And it was actually a pretty incredible experience. Um, I was out of my body and these three shadow beings appeared to me. And I wasn't in the lower dimensions where I would usually encounter them, you know, um, back in the day. And, and one of them uh, approached me and put his hand on my shoulder. And instantly it was like this explosion of energy uh, within me. It was like almost like a, a Kundalini awakening, um, some kind of 
energetic activation within me. And, and it was just a completely blissful experience. It was so incredible. And, um, and it was like the shadow being affected me in a way to like induce that energetic uh, event within me. And, um, and it was really uh, incredible and, and unusual, particularly because uh, I've always had negative experiences with them in the past. And now uh, this was a, a totally di uh, different type of experience with them. So now you've you've now you've you've um, understood how to access the higher levels, the higher planes. Have you um, come across any anything similar, but in a in a higher plane, or are there other beings that you've you've uh, encountered, or is there just nothing? Yeah. Um, so shortly after um, this shadow being phase in the beginning you know i started to enter higher dimensions and then i started to encounter these other entities um which to me were far more terrifying far more sinister and these entities looked like aliens they looked like a, your typical alien like a gray alien um they didn't have gray skin they had a light orange skin and Similar to the shadow beings, they seem to to be waiting for me when I would project from my body. Mm. And uh, sometimes it would just be one of them, sometimes a few, sometimes a whole group standing uh, around my bed. And um, yeah, these were really terrifying experiences, particularly because I had always been afraid of aliens. Like ever since I was a kid, you know, watching movies about alien abductions and you know, things like that. It always just really terrified me. And so now I was like encountering these entities face to face. And it was almost like, like a nightmare. Mm. And, um, and I, you know, I had uh, a lot of experiences with them. Um, and over time, I started to, to notice things about them. Like they kind of had this mechanical quality. Like every now and then I would notice like their heads would kind of twitch from side to side, almost in a robotic fashion. Like they had some kind of glitch. Uh -huh. um, okay. And and their their movements were kind of uh, just rigid and not very you know natural yeah. or like biological. Like, um, and, and you know that's interesting because um, I've I've heard from different researchers and other you know experiencers that um, some aliens may actually be a type of hybrid of like mechanical and biological and uh it, it seemed like that could be the case for my experience mm. so let's uh, moving on then to um lucid dreaming so how, how is lucid dreaming different to um astral projection and and do you go to different places in a in a similar sort of fashion if you know what i mean yeah um there are many similarities but there are also some uh, distinctions. So um, I guess the most apparent distinction is is how the experience is induced. Uh, so typically a lucid dream, um, you awaken, your consciousness awakens during the dream. So you're in a dream and then suddenly you become aware of the fact that you're dreaming and then your, uh, your awareness enhances and then you kind of gain control over your actions and over uh, you know the dream environment and the situations you know you can um, manifest uh, experiences and 
uh, it's it's really really cool. Um, and so with astral projection, <clears throat> it's induced directly. So like with the lucid dream, you fall asleep, and typically there's some kind of subconscious trigger that causes um, your consciousness to uh, to awaken. It causes that burst of lucidity. Whereas uh, astral projection is a, a direct experience where uh, you'll lay down in bed, you'll do a meditation, and you'll leave your body directly. There is no break in consciousness. And um, so aside from those differences, <clears throat> uh, there's a difference in um, the actual reality that you experience. Uh, typically, a lucid dream takes place in a type of subconsciously created reality, whereas uh, astral projections take place in the astral dimensions, which are more of a consensus level of reality, so they exist beyond your mind. Um, and also, um, your ability to, to manifest and um, you know, control your experience is more difficult in the astral dimension, okay. uh, ma mainly because um, you don't, your subconscious mind isn't in complete control as it is during lucid dreams. Um, but uh, it seems like these different levels of experience are connected, and they're connected through your own consciousness. And so uh, I, I've learned by different experimentations and experiences that by altering your state of consciousness, you can shift from one of those experiences to the other and vice versa. Um, and typically, like a lucid dream, it'll be similar to a dream in the sense that a lot of times there's still a type of narrative taking place. So like in a dream, you're kind of like immersed in some kind of story, something's happening and, and you're going along with it. And uh, it's very similar in a lucid dream, like your consciousness um, awakens in the dream, but many times that narrative, that story will still be taking place. Um, but if you can increase your awareness even higher, you will um, kind of shift beyond that level of uh, of the narrative, and you'll find yourself in the astral dimension. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, so you can you can basically control the narrative when you're uh, in a lucid dream. Is that is that how it works? You can you can decide how that experience progresses. <clears throat> um, well, a lot of times. Um, the narrative will unfold and you will kind of react to it and you can change things based on what takes place. Um, it's not quite like uh, like you're a, a god in a sense and you're you know res consciously responsible for everything that takes place in the lucid dream. Now you can like you can manifest an experience. You can say like, oh, I, I want to see this person here right now. I want to do this and I want to do that. And, and that'll happen. But a lot of times there's still um, things happening that seem to be, um, you know, not um, governed by your conscious thought. And these are basically more um, on the level of your subconscious mind where they are um, coming from. So can you, um, is, is this a natural gift or is it something that can be taught? Yeah, it's definitely something that uh, you can learn for sure. 
I mean, okay. I don't think I'm special in any way. I just, um, you know, I found the right technique and I had a lot of motivation and dedication. And, um, you know, those factors combined uh, were the key to success for me. So, um, you know, I had a lot of confidence also. You know, I, I worked with people one on one, you know, trying to help them um, achieve these these different states of consciousness. And, you know, it's hard to say exactly what the issue is, but a lot of times I'll notice there's a lack of confidence or there's mm -hmm. not enough um, dedication or motivation, or maybe they're just not using the, the most uh, effective technique. Yeah, I was, I was, I was going to ask you actually what, what your success rate is then and, and what sort of barriers do you find um, people sort of maybe subconsciously put up when they're trying to learn these techniques um i mean do, do, you know do you think that you have to have a particular type of of uh mind or a particular type of open mind in order to be able to do this or or do you think it's something that everybody can do but it just takes more work with some people than others yeah right uh and you know beyond uh, what i already mentioned those factors um there there's also um beliefs that you'll have to deal with sometimes some people mm -hmm. Um, just have this deep-seated belief that maybe um, it's it's dangerous to do this. Uh, maybe they're afraid of, you know, being possessed or, yeah. you know, something that's really, really baseless. But, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a hindrance to their practice. You mentioned um, in your email when, when I, I asked about what sort of subjects we can talk about, which I do with all my guests, um, you mentioned the the sort of correlation, the link between possible alien abductions and and astral projections. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, this is based on my own experiences with these entities that they look like aliens. I mean, I use that name just because that's that's what our culture labels as these beings that have this particular appearance. Yeah. Um, now they they seem to operate in the astral dimension, and I don't know if if they're also physical beings like us, and they're just like projecting into higher dimensions, hmm. or if that's like their base level of reality. Uh, that I don't know, but um, I've had many experiences where they pull me out of my body, and they do it uh, without uh, without my consent. Um, and um, I've had experiences where where they affect me with an energy that paralyzes me. And um, and during these experiences, um, I have this uh, this type of insight that you get in higher dimensions. And it's it's kind of like you're you're a bit more connected with um, with truth, like you're connected with like this deeper level of your consciousness where you can access uh, knowledge and insight uh, almost like automatically and we're kind of blocked off from that level of knowledge like while we're grounded in the body but you can access that in these higher dimensions and so some of these things I'm saying like they had bad intentions it's not just like um, uh, a blind belief it's something like that I experienced mm -hmm. so um, typically when you have an astral projection um, 
what needs to happen is your body needs to fall asleep and your mind needs to stay awake. And you experience your body falling asleep. And what happens is that it seems like your body becomes paralyzed. Mm. And that's a natural phenomenon. And um, it's it's the same with uh, sleep paralysis. It's a mm. pretty common uh, phenomenon. And that's what happens. You, you wake up in your body and your body's still sleeping, but your mind's awake. So, you know, you can't move. Mm. And a lot of times in that state, um, you are actually perceiving the astral dimension. Um, you're not actually um, grounded in the physical body. Uh, your consciousness is shifted into the into the astral, um, but you just haven't actually like left your body. You're still in the same space as your body, but your consciousness is beyond the physical world. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, these entities exist in the astral dimension, shadow beings, and these beings that look like aliens and, and so many other types of entities. And a lot of times um, you'll see them in the state of sleep paralysis. And uh, people who don't have the experience and like the discernment to, to realize they're not actually looking into the physical world, but they're, they're beyond that. Well, they're going to see these entities and they're going to think, oh, this is really here in my room when the, the case is actually they're in the astral dimension. And so... Um, a, a common experience is lifting out of your body, floating out of your body during an astral projection. And uh, I've read a lot of abduction experiences over the years where the person says uh, they float out of their body, they're lifted out of the body, and uh, they go through their window or through the roof out into the sky. And that's what happens in the astral dimension. Um, there is no real physical matter, so you can pass through anything uh that you see there you know pass through the mm. the window the roof the wall yeah and um and like i said i've been pulled out of my body by these entities on multiple occasions um but the thing is these experiences seem so real that mm. if you don't have any prior experience with astral projection uh it's it'll be very easy to mistake the experience for something happening in in the real physical world you know yeah. Uh, so I think there. Uh, I think this could explain some abduction experiences. Definitely not all of them. I do think there is a real physical, um, um, you know, element to yeah, some of these experiences. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, so people that sort of lose time, you know, a lot of um, abductees say that you know they they lose time, don't they? You know. Um, mm-hmm this sort of you know they're in one place and then all of a sudden there's like four hours gone and and they don't know where that's gone and, and then they go through things like you know um hypnosis or, or whatever um and they then start coming out with what happened in, in in that lost time so i'm wondering whether when they're losing this time that it's it's the consciousness going into a different um a different astral plane and meeting these aliens so they're not what i'm trying to get at in a very very bad way is that they're not physically here on earth as such when they've been um abducted it's actually the mind which has gone somewhere else and they're perceiving it as an abduction or a yes right abduction. you with me <laughs> right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i think that is the case sometimes um not all the time but yeah 
yeah, missing time. I didn't, I've I didn't explain it very time. well. I, I apologise. I, I didn't explain it very well, but I knew what I was oh, trying to fine. say. But you know, it was it didn't quite come out. But but yeah, no, that's um, that that is interesting. So so go on. You 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 mentioned your own personal experiences then. So um, tell me a bit bit more about your experiences with these um, with these aliens. Sure. Uh, well, in the beginning, uh, they frightened me so much that um, I wouldn't allow the experience. Uh, to continue, I basically, you know, aborted mission um, just because I didn't trust these entities, and you know, they're they're pulling me out of my body against my will, and uh, it didn't seem like uh, they, you know, that's not something that um, uh, a, you know, a good intention, like positive spiritual entity would do, in my opinion. Mm. So, you know, over time, I realized like I was never actually hurt by these entities and i just got got tired of of being afraid and so so i said all right i'm just gonna go with it you know this one time um i left my body and and they were there and you know i freaked out and i left my body immediately after and they were there again and uh and it was it was just uh just constant they're always there Sometimes I have multiple projections back to back, sometimes up to up to five. Mm. Right. And and so I said, all right, I'm just going to go with this. And um, I, I guess I, I let my guard down. And um, this this telepathic link opened up between us, me and, and these entities. And um, they started telling me these things and they showed me things um, they should they showed me on two different occasions, uh, some technology that they have, that they use. Okay. Um, this one time they showed me this, this device that they have, which, um, which records all knowledge possessed by all living things in the universe. And they showed me this device. It's a type of um, like metallic, spherical object and i don't know why they told me that but you know that's what they showed me and uh this other occasion they showed me this technology that they use to track me uh, but they don't track my body they track uh, my energy body the energy body is essentially uh the astral body or like your spirit body when you have an astral projection um, you have this type of energy body that your consciousness um, kind of occupies during the experience, just like our consciousness occupies our physical body in the physical world. We have like that uh, equivalent in the astral too. And so um, they they told me that they track my energy body, and and they showed me some kind of uh, futuristic um, computer type device with what seemed like gps uh coordinates on it and um it makes sense because they always seem to know when i was leaving my body because they're always there mm. you know i don't think they're just always um kind of stalking me throughout my day i think they know when i leave my body and that's when they show up so um yeah, it's it pretty interesting. Um, I don't know why they showed me that stuff, why they told me that. 
must be quite scary. Must be quite quite frightening, especially in the beginning. Yeah, definitely. But you know, I've had uh, positive experiences with with entities. Now, these beings that I've been talking about, uh, they they essentially stalked me. They, they were always there, waiting for me, and um, they always had the same appearance. It, it seemed like they're you know this one particular group of entities. But I've had experiences with other groups that had different appearances and what seemed like different intentions. And I had, you know, different types of experiences with them. Mm. Um, and one really interesting one was uh, I was out of my body and I found myself in some kind of craft, like out in space with these, with these aliens. They looked like aliens, but they had like light blue skin. And, um, and again, it was like this telepathic link that opened between us. And they started giving me all this information and some of the, the the knowledge they were like imparting to me was so far beyond like my conscious mind's ability to really comprehend like i knew like it was it was such incredible stuff they were telling me but um it seemed like um my my conscious aware mind just wasn't able to grasp it but i but i know like i have that knowledge and it's like Kind of stored in some like deep level of my consciousness but like mm. right now i'm just not able to access it but there there was um one particular thing during this experience that i was able to, to process and understand and that is that um they told me that before this life that i'm living right now i made some kind of agreement with these entities to have uh, some type of relationship with them like during this life kind of like um like a soul contract similar to that mm. and um it's pretty interesting because i i've heard of similar things from other people other abductees other out-of-body explorers but it's the other um like past life hypnotherapists mm. they report the same thing so it's it's pretty interesting well that's a good good point to move on to talking about um your research into well, both past into both past lives and um, the afterlife as well, which I, I believe you've done some research into into both of those subjects. So that's probably a good point to to sort of move on to those. I mean, specifically um, past life um, uh, research. Have you have you, for instance, done any sort of past life regression? Um, have you experienced any past lives? What can you tell me about about that research? Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I've done research in terms of reading books and things like that on the matter, um, but I've had uh, many experiences in which um, I I was kind of um, I was given this this information. I was it was made known to me um, about the nature of reincarnation and uh, my past lives and. Um, a lot of these experiences involved what I call the higher self. So the higher self is essentially like who you are as a, a an as a spiritual entity, mm. but at the most like at the deepest, the highest levels. And the idea is that who we know ourselves to be like in this life is just like a small aspect of who we truly are. Um, 
and who we truly are is essentially uh, the higher self, which is an entity of like immense uh, consciousness. And and so what it does is the higher self experiences this level of reality. It experiences the physical world through a multitude of different incarnations. So, you know, I'm one incarnation and um, connected to me at the level of the higher self are all of these other incarnations, all these other people, personalities, but it doesn't work like, like I die and then I'm born into a new body and like that cycle continues, but it's more like, it's more of a, a simultaneous type thing because the higher self exists um, at a level of reality that kind of transcends time. Like um, the farther away from the physical dimension you get, um, the less time seems to um, exist in the way that that we understand it and experience it now. Mm. And so um, reincarnation is essentially um, the process of like simultaneous incarnations of of different unique individuals who are connected at a higher level of consciousness. So like at the highest level, which is a higher self, uh, we share the same consciousness. We are one consciousness, but it's kind of fragmented mm. down into the physical dimension while we're here. Yeah. And so like when we die, we, we uh, eventually integrate back into that highest level and, um, and we, uh, you know, move on to other systems of reality. You know, once we basically um, make the most of this one. So if I understand what you're saying, there are, uh, any number of simultaneous realities um, that your higher consciousness is is linked to, but because of the way that we perceive time in a in a linear way, um, rather than reincarnation on on a linear time scale, you are sort of jumping from one entity to, or, or sorry, from one. Um, level of consciousness in 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 a different consciousness if you know what i mean so so when you pass from this life you go to another consciousness which is is running parallel with this one now but you perceive it as after this one is that is that right um well <clears throat> when we die in terms of um you know what i've experienced uh, you know in these higher states of consciousness uh, what happens is um, like who we are, like our consciousness, um, it stays the same, right? But it kind of, um, <clears throat> we enter higher dimensions. And as, you know, I mentioned a spectrum of dimensions, like, and as we ascend in this spectrum, um, we kind of get uh, closer and closer to, um, this level of the higher self and we um, our consciousness um, kind of how can I say it it purifies in a sense that um, you know we pick up a lot of baggage throughout this life mm. and you know we start to lose that as we um, you know have experiences in in these higher levels of reality and um, eventually there is the integration uh, with the higher self. And um, 
so it's, it's not like we we change consciousness or like you know mm. we we uh, become a different consciousness but it's like we progressively become more and more of of who we truly are as th these vast entities of consciousness um so it's more like um becoming whole in a sense yeah it's a it's a, a complicated subject then for somebody like myself who hasn't hasn't you know done any research into it or never never spoken to anybody about about it before so it is it's a it's a, a, a complicated difficult concept to get your head around um but i do understand i think what you're saying and it's it's a really interesting um it's a really interesting subject. So the afterlife is that then just moving moving on to another, um, or, or or like you know, an extra bit of this consciousness, is it or or is it something different? Do you think? Um, yeah, um, it's pretty similar to astral projection. Your consciousness um, enters non-physical reality, enters higher dimensions of reality. And, and that's what happens uh, when we die, you know, our mm. consciousness uh, shifts uh, from the physical dimension into um, these higher levels of reality. And you can access the, the same levels um, of non-physical reality um, in both experiences. The main difference is, you know, in one, your body's dead. In the other, you're still alive and healthy. Yeah. But, you know, um, I've, I've met uh, my deceased uh, relatives during my astral projections so um so i'm confident that mm. um, you know we do um exist in these in these higher non-physical dimensions when we die yeah and um and yeah so basically um <clears throat> i mean that's is... sorry i was gonna say that's quite reassuring for me because um my mom passed away about three months ago um and so that's you know for me because i'm not a particularly religious person um and so my belief in in an afterlife is is still out there for me to try and work out what i believe and and, and what i don't but the way that you've described it is actually quite reassuring it's quite comforting um that there is something that we move on to afterwards yeah for sure and you know you yourself can you know start practicing astral projection and you'll experience that firsthand <clears throat> and um you know my first experience uh meeting uh, a deceased relative it was my great-grandmother who had died uh, several years before that and um and i started to to develop in my practice and i got pretty confident um i started practicing um stating an intent for the experience and and trying to to really direct my experiences to the things that i wanted to explore and learn and do while i was out there and so you know on this one occasion i left my body and i was like well i want to i want to meet my great-grandmother <clears throat> and i stated the intention and the next thing i knew i was flying through space i was just like warp speed passing stars and planets and, and I see a light in the distance and I get closer to this light and I realized it was my great-grandmother it was like she was radiating with this light and so we were like out in the far reaches of space 
and uh you know we communicated and it was it was an incredible experience and um and it's interesting how uh things work during these experiences because i had no idea where she was i didn't know how i was actually going to meet her but i i made this intention you know um you know with all my all my willpower and and i had this confidence and um <clears throat> And what happens is, like I said, we're we're connected to our higher selves, and the higher self is such an incredibly powerful like being of consciousness. Um, what happens is that the higher self can um, direct your experiences because you you do have this this link with your higher self. So um, if you state your intention, your higher self can manifest that experience. So in this case, like I was brought to to this place and I met my grandmother mm. um, and none of that was like my conscious um, like intention to oh let's fly out into space and like I know the location of her let me go there and she'll be there that was kind of just done for me and and that's what happens the higher self um, brings you to to where you want to go or sometimes to where you need to go um, and uh, I had other experiences with my great grandfather who, who died years after that, which were also pretty amazing. So, yeah, it's definitely something that uh, is worth exploring. Mm. That's a fascinating subject. Um, it's been a really great, uh, great chat with you, Vince. I've, I've really enjoyed. Um, I've learned a lot, actually. There's a lot of subjects there that you've talked about that I've I've not uh, not spoken to people about before. Um, so that's been that's been great for me, really interesting, and I'm sure that I'm sure that the listeners have really enjoyed it as well. Can you just remind me uh, again of the name of your book and where we can find it? Yeah, for sure. Uh, the book is called Astral Projection and Lucid Dreaming: Spiritual Revelations and Out of Body Experiences in Higher Dimensions. And uh, my name is Vincent Field, and you can find it on Amazon. Just do a quick search on Amazon. Uh, astral projection and vincent field it'll pop right up do you have any um any social media pages or anything like that i'm not really big on social media okay but um <laughs> you know i am available to talk on discord um on discord i uh communicate with with some people who are um you know trying to get into these practices or trying to improve their own practices and um you know i can um i can give you my discord handle maybe you can put it in the description of sure. the podcast and yeah, uh, people absolutely. can yeah. can reach me there yeah no that's great yeah no if uh, if you just just drop me an email i'll make sure it goes in the description and then people can can find you if they need to chat to you so yeah like i said um it's been great talking to you thanks very much for uh, for coming on and um i hope to speak to you again soon Great. Thank you for having me again. Uh, it was a pretty cool discussion. And yeah, maybe we'll have a, a part two. I still have a, a lot of experiences to share and uh, yeah, yeah, a lot more subjects to get into. <laughs> yeah, well, we've only just scratched the surface, I think, from, uh, from the email that you sent. So yeah, I'd love to have you back on sometime. Great stuff. Thank you, Vince. Okay, my pleasure. You can visit my website at www.craigbryant.co.uk. Paranormal Pendle will return, and remember to keep watching the shadows.